you have your Bibles, open them to the Old Testament, to perhaps one of the most read and the most sought books of the entire Bible, and it's not the book of Psalms, it is the book of Job, Job chapter 23, and I'm going to read beginning with verse number 8 down through verse number 12, Job 23 beginning with verse number 8. Job said, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. And I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I think perhaps... That passage best describes where a lot of people find themselves at time. And that is no matter where you look, you can't find what you're looking for. And everybody said amen. The perils of Job's life have been a source of comfort to a lot of people through the years. I would dare say that all of us at some point in our life have gone to this book or we have reflected upon it uh, in regards to what we are presently or currently going through. Who does not uh, go to a word that has endured time and has outlived many other things, but it survives tonight and it's about a good man. Everybody say a good man. It was about a godly man that went through a hellish situation. And so it is with us many times, good people. You know, I, I'm sure there's some scoundrels around our church, but I don't know who they are. I, most everybody I know down deep in their soul are good people. And a, a whole lot of our people, hopefully most all of our people, I better be careful what I say right now, but... Uh, are godly people. At least we're trying to be godly people. But we often find ourselves in some of the most uh, troubling, difficult things imaginable. The Bible speaks that the godly shall suffer persecution. And that does not mean merely that we will be attacked, but we are going to go through things. And there is a purpose in all of that. And we find out that when we live for God, God never takes us anywhere without purpose. You know, you and I may wander around and we may be lost for days, but God is never lost and God never wanders. At least not in that sense. God knows what He's going to do and He knows the end from the beginning and He knows the first and the last he is the Alpha and the Omega, and somebody said He's everything in between. And I 
stand here tonight to confirm to you again that that is true. One of the great mysteries of life is understanding God's ways or understanding the methods that God uses in perfecting a life. The Bible speaks to us about the acts of God and we are all uh, in awe of what God is capable of doing. We are, uh, we, we stand in awe that God, our God, could speak a word and a world come out of nothing. That God could speak to death and say, Lazarus, come forth. And death have to let go of a body that it held for days and release it back to the Word of God. It, it is amazing of you know, when you consider all that God has done and what He is even still doing. We are certainly in awe of the acts of God. But the acts of God do not trouble me as much as God's ways do. How he works things out in my life. And how he brings me to places in my life so I can advance and I can grow and develop. Some of those things are hard to understand. It's hard to understand that in order to go up, you got to first go down. That in order to live, you must die. What a contradiction That God would tell me that for my life to get better, it may have to get worse before it gets better. So we struggle with God's ways. It's hard for us to understand the whys of life. And those are the things that keep us up and cause stress. How many of us tonight can look back over our shoulder and we can all see the hand of God back there? You can see the hand of God. You know, I, I tell a lot of people, uh, one of the things I've learned in life is that my, my tail lights burn a lot brighter than my headlights. And seeing backward, I, I can see much more clearly backwards where I've come from than where I'm going. And None of us in this building tonight could stand and say, I have not seen the hand of God in my life. We have all had the hand of God at some point. It's not the hand that was there that concerns us. What concerns us is about what's going on here. And here is where we often lose God. What we are going through right now is when we often become disoriented and we lose our sense of direction or our understanding. One of the things that amazes me and one of the things that God spoke to me even today is that He doesn't waste His power or His work on the devil or on devils. God does not waste his energy on hopeless situations. The devils are doomed. The devil is doomed. The demonic spirits that fell or that became demonic spirits that were at one time angelic beings, their fate has been sealed. 
But God does not waste his time working on them or attempting to help them because their fate has been sealed and their deal has been done. But God does spend his time working on me. God does not waste his time on things that have no meaning or purpose. God doesn't waste his power on things that are settled and sealed and unchangeable and unmoving. God works only on worthwhile things. And God will only work on things in which there is purpose and hope. And so if God is working on my life right now, even in trial, I ought to lift my hands and say, thank you, God, that you value my life enough that you don't put me in the category of devils and demons, but you're still working on me no matter how bad a person I might be. God is still working on my life. If you and I were not worthwhile, God would not waste the fire. Amen. God would not waste the energy. He would not waste the effort. And we need to be reminded tonight that you and I are at our best when we are searching for Him. We are at our best when we are seeking Him. When we have no sense of independence or an air of pride about us, but just simple Raw need, we are at our best. He is essential to us. He is necessary to us. There are millions of people and there are even some people in our own church that live their lives without noticing that something is missing, that something is not right. And they absorb themselves in so many things because... They, they're, they're looking but not in the right place. But when we seek Him, we are at our dead level best. And when I talk about seeking God, I'm, I'm not referring or insinuating that God is hiding from us. God, God never plays hide and seek with His people. He, he never tantalizes me and, and speaks my name here and then hides over there. God does not operate like that. When God's Word commands me to seek Him, what He is telling me is you need to be aware of a need in your life and pursue that And when you seek God, that indicates that there is an awareness in your life that you need the touch of God. And there are some levels of blessings that you and I will never receive until we seek them. Amen. Until we go after them. Until we pursue them. Searching, the Bible tells me, releases answers in our life. He said, seek. And you shall find. Seek and you shall find. There is that focused effort. And we are at our best when we are searching for Him. When we are seeking the Lord. No wonder. It, and I would challenge any of you to go home and get a thesaurus or, or a, 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 a Bible commentary out. And research how many times the word seek is referenced in regards to us 
in God. How many times God speaks to humanity about seeking Him. Why? Because God is trying to tell me in my mind where, where I do most of my battle and most of my wars are fought that I am at my dead level best when I am seeking and pursuing Him. And there are crucial times when we need more than good advice or more than just a pat on the back. We need the Word of God and we need the presence of God in our life. And somebody said amen. In a moment of absolute crisis, Job was so vulnerable. He had lost everything. Just like... uh, The stock market crashing a few years ago and people lost millions and billions of dollars. In a moment time, Job's life and world came crashing down. He couldn't turn to his children for comfort. He couldn't even turn to his own marriage for comfort. There was trouble there. He couldn't even look to himself because his body was sick and ill. He couldn't look to his friends because they were sure something has got to be wrong with you, Job, or you would not be going through what you're going through. It looked to me like Job was jinxed. You ever feel that way? You ever get to wondering, well, what's going to happen next? You feel like you got a hex over your door that somebody's put the voodoo on you? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Job was in that kind of predicament. And the key is, what will you use moments like that for? Many people just sit around and brood about it. And they whine and cry about it. But Job showed me what to do in moments like that. And he said, the best thing I've found is to seek God. There is nothing visible to help me. There is nothing before me. There is nothing behind me. There's nothing on my left or my right to encourage me. But I know that if I will seek Him, He is going to help me. And He is going to give me what I need to get through this particular crisis. You know, I read something a while back that was just amazing to me. And it was about drowning and people that drown. And most people are under the assumption that most people drown because they cannot swim. And the the article said that that is not the reason most people drown. It may be true they cannot swim. But most people drown even when they are pulled under by a current because they panic. And when they panic, they begin to fight a God-put part of them that will help put them back up on the top of the water. The, The article said that if people who are thrown into water, and and even if they can't swim, if they would just relax and trust their body 
Their body, God designed their body with a certain buoyancy to it. There's something that God put in us as human beings to help us get back up. And when we allow God to do His work in our life, we will get back up. We will not stay down. But when we fight that, and when we get frustrated over that, that's when people drown. What you need to learn from Job is that there are times when all you can do is just relax and trust your life in the hands of the one who created you and made you and is still directing your life. I don't care what anybody said or what hell is saying tonight. God's hand is still on you. And the article said if people would just relax and trust their body and the water the body would work with their water and push them back to the surface. Isn't it amazing that people drown spiritually all the time because they don't trust what God has provided for their salvation. Look at the three Hebrew children standing before a king who had their life in his hands and his command would seal their fate. And they said, we're sorry, but we will not bend, we will not bow. And this is what we have determined, that God is able to deliver us. But even if He doesn't, even if God chooses not to, we made up our mind a long time ago, we're not going back, we're not bending, we're not bowing. And with that, they turned them and threw them into the fire. And what happened next? You know what happened next. Some of you need to scratch your head a little bit and say, God, help me remember. The Bible said that when the king came to look, something strange had happened. Those four men who had been thrown into the fire bound were now loosed. And they were walking about in the fire. And the strange thing was there was a fourth man in the fire with them. Woo! You know what? It was no doubt the worst day of their life. And it had come at the most difficult time of their life. But I want to tell you tonight that whatever situation, God has an answer. And if you will just trust Him, if you'll just trust Him, He's never going to let something come into your life in which you cannot find Him and sense His presence. Praise God. You know how to frustrate the devil? Quit praying for God to put out the fire and just start walking around in it as if it didn't mean anything to you. Praise God. Quit allowing the fire. Those four, uh, those three Hebrew boys weren't, oh, we're, we're in fire. I don't believe that for one moment. When they went into that fire, evidently, immediately, it was, they, they realized they were not alone. And they, all the things that had bound them, their clothes should have been consumed, their flesh should have been fried, nothing happened to them. Not one thing. 
And when the king had seen enough, he brought them out, and the Bible said there wasn't even the smell of smoke on them. It's pretty good. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool if you ask me. I've been around a lot of fire in my life. I've never got around fire that I didn't get a little bit of it on me. But not even the smell of smoke. Their clothes weren't burnt. Their hair wasn't singed. But you know what the best part about that story was? Only three came out. The fourth one still in the fire. So that means whatever I might find myself in right now, if I'll just look around, he's there. If I'll just open my eyes and start looking for him and stop looking at my problems and fretting over my problems and being frustrated over my problems and just open my eyes, the Lord is there and he will reveal himself. He will show himself to me. He will make himself known in my life. You can't do that by yourself. You've got to have his presence. And Job said, God knows the way that I take. God knows the way that I take. When I don't know where he is, God knows where I am. And when you don't even know where you are, God still knows where you are. The comforting thing about all of this scripture is what he said next. He said, and when he hath tried me, I like the word when. Everybody say when. Say it real loud. When? When? You know what that implies? That implies that God has set a limit. That God has set a time frame. That God is not going to let it go on forever and ever and ever and ever like a bad dream that never goes away. But Job said when God somehow helped Job understand that whatever I'm going through is just a time thing and I'm going to come out of it. I'm going to come out of it. I'm going to come out of it because it's just a time thing and God has set a limit for what I'm going through and He will not let me go a minute over that time. It won't last forever. God has set a time to bring me out. I ought to shout about that tonight. Hallelujah. God set a time to bring me out. I may not be out tonight, but I'm coming out. Praise God. I may not even be up tonight, but I'm going to at least raise my little pinky and say, Hey, I'm coming up. I'm coming out. Why? Because God said, I have set a time. And Job said, When? When? He hath tried me. That's the next word I like. He. Listen to me tonight. I shout tonight because I know that this is not the devil's doing, but it's God's hand on my life. I am not giving the devil one ounce of credit. I don't care what kind of hell I'm going through right now. I don't care what may be wrong in my life. It may be actually the work of the devil, but I'm not giving him one ounce of credit tonight because my fate is not in his hands. My fate is in the hands of my master and my maker. And he is the one that will try me. And he is the one that will test me. And though the devil... Though the devil meant it for evil, God meant it for good. 
I don't care what the devil starts in your life or in your home or in your family or on your job. You need to start looking for God because he said, I'm going to bring you out. He shall try me. I rejoice tonight because it is him that's trying me and not my enemies. You know, some of you need to get that in your mind because you think that person just getting on your last nerve. No, that's not that person. That's God working. He may be using them, but God's working. Amen. That's, that's how I'm going to choose to live. I'm not going to choose to think that every time I turn around, there's a devil behind a bush waiting to jump out on me and tear me up. There may be one. I, I don't know. I may be confronted by the biggest devil I've ever met in my life when I walk out of here tonight. But so be it. God's bigger than any devil. I'm, the, the fact is, whatever is going on in my life right now, I rejoice because my fate is in His hands. I wouldn't trust anyone else to take me through but Him. And I'm trusting that He's going to take me through. He loves me enough to give me everything I need to live on through these unheard of times in my life. Job said, you know what I've learned? I've learned to be thankful for the end result. I'm not thanking him because of what I'm going through necessarily. But I'm going to thank him for what I'm going through and what it's going to produce in my life. He said, I shall come forth as pure gold through every trial and test. You need to tell yourself what Job told himself. I shall come forth. Amen. I shall come forth. I may not like the process, but I'm going to like the product. Woo! Hallelujah. I may not like what I have to go through to get what I need to be, but I'm going to like the better me. Amen. There's going to be a better me come out of this. There's going to be a wiser me come out of this. There's going to be a blessed me come out of this. There's going to be a stronger me come out of this. There's going to be a happier me come out of this. I may not come forth today, and I may not come forth tomorrow, but I am coming forth. I am coming out of this and when all the boiling has been done and all the turmoil is over and all the process has been finished, there's going to be nothing but pure gold shining. I'm going to shine like I've never shown in my life. There's going to be a brilliance about my life that I can't even comprehend tonight. Amen. Amen. Oh, my friend tonight, oh, troubled saint of God that's going through some heat tonight and you're going through some turmoil, be of courage, be strong because you too are going to come out. And what's going to come out is a better you. Somebody say, thank God for a better me. Woo! Hallelujah. You think you like me now? You just wait till God gets through with me. You're really going to like it. Amen. I know you're looking around tonight and, and trying to be careful. You're thinking, oh, God, I wish you'd hurry up your process. <laughs> All right, God, help me tonight. Help me not to look too carefully. Yeah. But God's going to bring me out. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better man. 
I may be in turmoil tonight, but God is going to bring me out a better person. Praise God. More peace. More joy. More happiness. Ah, oh, my. What, what's, what's, what's wrong with that? What, what's wrong with that? What, even if you have to go through something to get to that, what's wrong with that? More peace. Can anybody do with some more peace in your life? Anybody here do with some more blessing in your life? Job said, this is what I've come to learn about him, even though I don't understand his method, that when I have been tried, I shall come forth as pure gold. When he has tried me, I shall come forth. I'm going to have new mercies to fight old problems with. Amen. Thank God for new mercies to fight old problems. So Job said, this is what I've determined to do. I'm going to hold my steps. I'm going to hold my steps. I'm going to keep his ways. I'm not going to decline and I'm not going to go back. But I'm going to let his word mean more to me than even my necessary food. That's what I have made up my mind to do. I'm going to hold my steps. I'm not going to walk out of the way, and I'm not going to try to walk around the way. I'm going to try to walk through it. Amen. You know the best way to get through it is just to go through it? I, I know that sounds brilliant tonight, but the truth is the best way to get through it is just to go through it. Quit trying to tiptoe around the tulips. Quit trying to pretend that it's not there you know some of us have a gorilla in a closet and we're trying to act like there's nothing there we got an elephant in the front room and we're just trying what have we been sniffing and smelling wake up hey you know what you can get through anything if you just keep going you heard what i told old country writer he got one thing right if you're going through hell, just keep on going because you might get out before the devil even knows you're there. Amen. To get through what you're going through, you just got to keep going. Don't lay down and die. Don't quit. Don't cry. Don't give up. Just go on. And out of that's going to come a better man, a better woman, a better father, a better mother. A better saint, better you. Amen. And oh my, what would this church look like with better us's? Amen. Let's stand together.